Amen. Well, we have some awesome testimonies to share with you. Man, do I wish that I could share them all, but um, time will not allow. But I just want to share with you very quickly uh, some testimonies that were sent in from the church family. And um, I will get to as many as I can. I apologize that I couldn't get to them all, but I want to assure you that my husband and I read them all. And man, did it bless our heart. And I want to encourage you, those of you that sent them in, please share them with your harvest groups. Please share them with your service groups because they are a blessing and you want to share your testimony. Um, make sure to share them with your, with your family over the Thanksgiving holidays, with your friends over the holidays because it, it sure is a blessing. Just a reminder, I know they'll remind you at the end of service that we do not have midweek service this coming Wednesday. Okay, the first one, I am thankful God contained my mother's cancer so that it could be removed and I am forever grateful and thankful that he will keep her cancer free. Amen. We are absolutely blessed um, for 2023 as God promised we have health and strength. My husband is thankful to be able to serve in the greeting ministry. I am thankful to be able to serve in the community outreach altar team, pastor's leadership team meeting, target prayer team, youth camp team, and emergency medical response team as needed. We are thankful to be able to serve our way to the destiny God intended for us. My husband is now in his happy place, discovering a new gift. He is now designing and making uh, guitars approved by two professional guitarists. I am fulfilling my call to the mission field in Jamaica, West Indies, where I've adopted a school. We are thankful to have been obedient to the Holy Spirit to direct us to Harvest Church. You see, we started a church under Kenneth Hagin Ministries 38 years ago in New York. And now in our vintage years, I love that term. In our vintage years, we remain under the same umbrella here at Harvest World Outreach Church. It's a blessing for which we are thankful to sit under the leadership of Pastors Joe and Misty Coyne. More so, it is a blessing to observe them put into practice the love of God as they teach kingdom principles to love people and to live with purpose. God met our request for a church that is non-denominational, culturally diverse, and very close to home. We have a grateful heart. Amen. My, uh, I'm not going to, okay. I started coming to Harvest in July during the lowest point in my life. I wanted to start off by saying I came to the United States when I was seven with my mom for refuge. During the migration process, there were men that would take kids to drug them and take them away from their parents. When they tried to get, my, get me away from my mom, and told, uh, she told them that they would have to kill her first. Two men we didn't even know stepped in for us and guarded us. Thanks to them, I was taken, um, I wasn't taken away, and I believe that was God sending his angels to protect my mom and I. Furthermore, I was molested when I was six and nine by a family member. I only lived with my father for a year, and he rejected me and constantly put me down and let me know how he didn't love me. I never had a good role model, and this all caused me much anger and resentment in me. I grew to hate men and became angry and rebellious. I was only ever um, in a relationship with women, thinking that was only meant for me, and they wouldn't hurt me like men would. I didn't have a good relationship with my mom. This all caused more resentment and anger in me. I was so confused. The world gave me false identity. The love of my father didn't give me the affection, and my mom didn't give me what I was looking for. Only worldly, worldly relationships with women. I also started smoking and trying to fill the hole in my heart. I was filled with rage, depression, anxiety, which only gave me temporary peace. I lost my grandma New Year's Eve 2020. 
She was the only mother figure who made me feel safe and at home and showed me much love and affection. I lost myself when she passed away. That night I started taking pills and wanted to end my life. Something stopped me that night and there was a voice in my head that told me it was not, it's not worth your life. In July, 2023, I found my identity in God at Harvest Church. I am now five months clean. I still struggle with temptations like any human, but I have the discernment in God of what is right and wrong. That's why it's so important to have community, right? That's why we need each other. And that's such a lie of the enemy, you know, when you give your life to God, that it's all gonna be rosy from there, right? but we still need each other to do life with each other. He is still healing me, but I know my past does not define me. That is so beautiful. I am thankful for my God who is always faithful. I thank God for saving me. Glory to God. This is a testimony of a survivor of domestic violence. I took a leap of faith without knowing where, what, and when, and how my kids and I were going to make it. So we just left and stayed at a shelter which was supposed to be two to 14 days, but God. We were given six weeks. I found an, but we were given six weeks, so thank God for that favor. I found an apartment and almost two weeks ago, and my boys and I are safe and away. I got out of it just in time, mentally, physically, and spiritually. Thank you, Lord. This has been a year of full transformation in the blood of Jesus. I was battling addiction. I was lost with no community or support. I was invited to church by a dear friend, Julie Stevens. She recognized my struggle and invited me to church. And since that day, my world has changed and God is now my center. I was baptized on Easter. I received the gift of the Holy Spirit and was gifted my prayer language. I've been praying for my husband to receive God. God is great. And through the love of our Savior, Jesus, and through the amazing Harvest Church, pastors, and family, he is now walking with Jesus and received his prayer language. Pastor Coyne, Pastor Misty, and the brave men have come up to him and showed him much love and support. We now have a renewed life, purpose, and new family to do life with. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We love you all. Man, I could go on all day, guys. I'm gonna have to come to a close. I'm going to end with this. My husband and I have, had, have been praying for a child since 2020. After a miscarriage and the loss of a tube, we attempted to stay joyful and faithful. God had told me to begin writing about our journey and to publish it, stating we would receive our blessing. Along the way, he gave specific instructions such as water baptism. Following his instructions, I was baptized at Harvest in 2022 and signed to publish this book that states, we will receive the blessing of a child. I signed to publish the book the exact same week as the deadline we had been given ourselves to stop trying to receive. Still knowing the book said we would, a week after signing to publish, we discovered that we were already pregnant. We are now 19 weeks along and experience our son and expecting our son in April. I am writing the second book on what can happen if you stay faithful. Thank you pastors and Harvest Church for helping us stay in the word and stay joyful in every season. I'm going to have to read one more just because I know that we have someone here. 
Okay. Since January 2022, my husband and I have been trying to conceive. We were hopeful and didn't think anything would impede that, but it would be the start of a year and a half fertility journey. In April of that year, I suffered an early miscarriage. I didn't know how to process it, along with other stressors at that time, but we drew closer to God and each other. It wasn't until January of this year, after months of cycle tracking and trying, that we decided to see a fertility specialist. The doctor was recommended to us by two amazing people here at Harvest. So we knew, can I just stop here? And you see the thread through here? We need each other. We need each other. So we knew we could trust this practice. He was able to diagnose me with a hormone deficiency and I started medication. It was a very trying time mentally and emotionally. After a spring full of shots and peels, we decided to have my husband looked at. The news was heartbreaking. While it would be impossible to conceive naturally, the doctor said he needed to see a specialist before continuing our fertility treatment. We sat in the parking lot after the appointment for almost two hours, raw and lost. So we prayed, we cried, and we prayed more. We decided to take the summer to focus on each other no more tracking shots or pills. His appointment would, be, would not be until August anyway. So we rested in the promises of God. Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, the plans for good and not disaster, to give you a future and a hope. We stood in faith that we would both be healed and that our baby would come in God's timing. Two days before my husband's appointment, we found that I was pregnant. Glory to God. And now I am halfway through my pregnancy with a growing healthy baby boy. Our stepson even offered a name for his new baby brother. And when we looked up the meaning, it means to be blessed. Yes, this child is blessed. We rested in God's word and his word never returns void. We learned so much in this season that has impacted us in countless ways. Life is sacred and we are grateful and honored to be parents to this little soul and cannot wait to welcome him in the month we lost in our first pregnancy. All glory to God. Amen. Amen. Wow, praise God. Won't you stand up with me just for a moment? And again, let's focus on thank, thanking God for all those testimonies and the word that's been standed on. We thank God that that good work, God, that you've begun in all these folks that have testified and are walking in faith and, and things have happened. Father, we thank you by faith. We believe we have received something, might not have shown up yet, but we thank you for them, Father. We honor you, and we thank you for all the things that you have manifested in our life and situations and, and, and challenges that you helped us overcome by your grace. Wow. We praise you. We honor you. We give you all the glory and the power and the praise and the dominion. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, you can be seated. I want to share a word I have on my heart this morning, and um, it's all centered around Thanksgiving, and we're embarking on the holiday season. Do any of you like this season, this time of the year? Uh, yeah, it's, it's one of our, well, it's the most wonderful time of year. Um, but you know, my wife and I often talk because sometimes we celebrate an occasion, and for some people it might not be the most wonderful time of the year. And maybe something happened this year that you're having a hard time even getting over right now, but thank God for the grace of God and thank God for His help. Thank God for community and all the things that my wife ministered to us already today. But I thank God for this season. And uh, I'm going to have a couple messages on the power behind Thanksgiving. 
But I want to mention uh, what we're embarking on this week, which is Thanksgiving holiday. And it's a, it's a national holiday. What is it, what, why, why do we have it? Because it reminds us of our nation's history. It reminds us that we have so much to be thankful for. During Thanksgiving, most, if not all of us, set aside time to get together with family, friends, to give thanks for our good God, for all that He's done for us. The first Thanksgiving was celebrated in a very different way, though. They had totally different circumstances that they were thanking God through. In 1620, 102 pilgrims came to the continent. You know why they came to the continent? To build a new world where they could be free to worship God. Where did that go in our history books? Yeah, it's very important that we know that the freedoms we are so peacefully expressing here today, we inherited. It's our heritage, but we need to go back because during this first Thanksgiving, about half of the pilgrims died due to starvation. They died due to disease, hard winter. Freedom wasn't cheap. And I'm stirring all of us up to remember, maybe you and your family want to go and find find a really good movie or biography or whatever we can to, to take a look at and remember all that those folks went through. But I'm telling you what, if we ever become unthankful, all we need to do is compare ourselves to someone that had a lot worse. But there's power in thanksgiving. 53 pilgrims, 91 Indians, met to give thanks for an abundance of harvest and for their survival and preservation. Come on, thank God for that, right? All of us have had God be so good to us, and one evidence is you're here today. Another evidence is you're breathing. You're in a good place. We have freedom to worship a God who can help us overcome every situation in life. But listen to this word as we transition into some thoughts That'll be a blessing to us. During this time of thanksgiving, they also were assembling together in their community because they are believing for a time and hope for better days ahead. The first thing my wife was, was just exhorting us about. The topic of hope is so critical for things to turn around and God to get involved in. You know, really, hope means there will be better days, and I'm believing God, there are going to be better days ahead. So today, I want to just challenge you, and I want you to come up to, to what God is saying today. And better days are ahead for you. Better days are ahead for you. Get your hope back. Better days are ahead for you and for us. That's hope. One of the, one of the most significant things that the enemy is trying to do in our life is to steal our hope because if our hope has been stolen that means we don't believe anything's going to turn around we don't believe anything's going to get better we don't so how can we even apply faith in God's word that says you got to have hope better days are ahead apply the word God will bring it to pass leading you right into those better days come on just say it with me better days are ahead 
Now let's say it with all of our heart right now. Let's get a little intense with it. Better days are ahead. I believe that. Because now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Now we can have our faith that better days are ahead and, and, and we can have the foundation of the Word of God that we believe we receive when we pray. And we're now clicking into what's called the Bible hope. There's natural hope. But there's Bible hope that's based upon the foundation of what God says in His words. Therefore, better days are ahead. And because I have my faith applied to that particular promise or that truth, I have earnest and confident expectation that better days are ahead. And I believe God's making them happen right now as I praise Him, as I thank Him in spite of what I see. Because we're going to talk about something here today. There's power behind thanksgiving. But there's an undertow that's negative to an unthankful heart. Wow. In modern history, talking about the, the week that we're coming into, in modern day history, we, we get a day off. Does everybody get a day off, hopefully? There are some days I didn't get a day off. But we, um, we get a day off. Sometimes we can sleep in a little bit more, right? And maybe you have favorite things you do with your family. Do you all watch the Macy's parade? And, you know, you know what I really like is the dog show. <laughs> it's so cool. So funny. But, uh, you know, we, we are going into a holiday, but I'm concerned that we, we forgot our heritage, of the price that was paid for us to just take for granted where we are today. Many lives were lost to come to a come to a continent that they wanted to establish that we want to have freedom of worship. Never lose that truth. Because that's why this nation was founded in God we trust. If you look at all the documents in, in the past about that whole occasion, it was laced with God. It was laced for I want you to go to a land that you can worship me unhindered and I can bring you into those better days ahead. Say it with me, better days. Better days. Let's personalize it. Better days, better days. are ahead for me. As we celebrate this week that we're coming into, that's remember our heritage. Y'all ready to eat some turkey? Sorry about that. I shouldn't have mentioned that right now. <laughs> so for the next few minutes, I just want to now shift into the power behind Thanksgiving. I didn't want to overlook the significance of our past. But today now, I just want us to shift in and I'll continue this uh, next week. So it's, it's going to be very important that you stay with us on this teaching because it really has, has the potential to revolutionize your life for the good, for the better. So better days do come. The power behind Thanksgiving. Uh, I want to go right now and just take a little bit of time to define Thanksgiving. And uh, the Bible commands us to be thankful and in everything, give thanks. Notice it didn't say for everything. You don't thank God for that bad thing that happened. You thank God for healing you in spite of the bad thing that happened. And Him manifesting His life. And, and 
One of my wife and I's goal and vision is that you would connect and I would connect with God in a greater measure in a personal relationship. Well, you can just go off on that, that better days are ahead because I know him. Because I know his character. Better days are ahead because I know God is my father. Better days are ahead because God, my father, is fulfilling many, many of the things that maybe our natural father didn't. And then it'll bring you into a community where you can you can be a part of that as well. But the Bible doesn't suggest us being thankful. It commands us to be thankful. You say, well, you don't know what I'm going through. Can I tell you one thing right now? I got about five things I'm going through that are pretty significant. But I'm thanking my way because better days are ahead. I have earnest and intense, confident expectation because I trust God. I went to Him with His Word. I'm praying in the Spirit over it. When something is locked, you might think it's locked. It's time to say, God, I need to present this to you. Thank you for your Word. I believe I receive it. But I command any stop block, you get out of the way in Jesus' name. And it would be, it would be great then to say, God, I'm just going to commit this to you for the next few minutes and begin to pray in the Spirit. Because the Word says we pray out the perfect will of God when God gives us utterance. And we pray it out concerning that thing and concerning some of the things that we don't know what to pray for as we ought. Bible commands us to be thankful, and we could see this. Is that me? Hello. So, the Bible, you can see it in Colossians chapter 3 and verse 15. You can see it in 1 Thessalonians 5.18, talking about the command of being thankful and in everything giving thanks. Even if it seems to be going wrong all around us, there's power behind thanksgiving. We can still stop and count the blessings of God. Has God, has God met your need? Has He come through for you? Has He brought you through impossible situations? Well, thank God. He, because He did, He can and He will, and better days are ahead for you. We could just thank God for that right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. We may feel overwhelmed by a particular need in the present moment, but the fact is we each have many reasons to be thankful for. In just a moment, I'm going to bring you down to 2 Timothy because 2 Timothy forewarns us that many in the last days will become unthankful. And when you're unthankful for something that has done that was a blessing to your life or a compliment given and, and you don't even acknowledge it. We had a funeral here, home going here yesterday. and so glad to see Carlos and Christine and the family. But it was just amazing when, when we were going to the graveside, unthankfulness also is dishonorable. When we're not thankful for something that was paid such a great price, and we don't thank God, it's really we're dishonoring the very things that God has done for us. Somewhere along the way, I probably need to minister on the topic of honor because we need to bring honor back in every aspect of our life. I mean, we're riding to the graveside and there are cars screaming by us, even though we are in a procession. There was a day, there was a day that, that going through neighborhoods, everybody, and even, even when it, you know, would, had to do with a military person or police or fire, they would stand at the attention as there was a procession. Oh, man, we mean to bring honor back to the church. So that we can impact and affect the world. Thanksgiving, you might say, this is a very simple, a very simple definition, but it's the act, the act, 
not the thought. It's the act of thanking you. It's the act of saying, you know, Father, I, I, you gave me your word. And I, I get your word in my heart. And, and Father, I'm coming to you with your word because I, I it naturally have nothing to celebrate. But I'm going to celebrate over this word. Father, you said what things soever I desire when I pray. And then when I believe I receive them, you said I would have them. <clears throat> so in prayer, I'm taking, I'm taking that promise as mine. I'm going to own it right now. <clears throat> and one of the evidences that I have what I believe I received when I prayed is, Father, thank you for it. Thank you for it. Come on, somebody needs to be thanking God for something you're believing God for. Stop, stop, stop trying to get it because in prayer you already should have gotten it. Now God's working on it so that you, so it, you do get it. <laughs> Better days are ahead for me. Better days are ahead for you. Better days are ahead for us. Have you ever gone through something that was significant to give towards someone you really loved and you wanted them to have this, this, this concerted effort that you showed toward giving that person a gift. And has that, that person not reciprocated, but they pretty much just took it for granted. Well, I'll tell you one thing, when people do that to me, I'm not necessarily more inclined to do something else for them. Now think about that. Think about that. Think about a God who's flawless. Think about a God it's impossible for him to lie. Think about a God that his word is forever settled. Think about a God whose name is above every name. In the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue confess. Think about that. Think about it. that. That's, that's um, Joseph ministered a word um, this past Wednesday night. It was so good because he, he was bringing us back to the relationship of faith. And that relationship of faith would cause us to become unshakable in what we are dealing with. The relationship, he, he correlated the relationship with God and unshakable faith. That does not mean you won't feel shaken. That doesn't mean you, you can just ignore that doctor's report. It doesn't mean, you know, it, it means that in spite of this, and in spite of that looking like it's getting worse, and in, God, you're faithful. God, you, 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 are, you are a God of your word. I, I am staking my whole life and my better days ahead on the integrity of your word. We've got to get past formulas, and thank you, Joseph, for reminding us. We've got to get past formulas, and I thank God for simple, clear teaching. And you need to know the process of faith, but remember the one who you're approaching. There's power behind Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is an action that should correspond with receiving the Word of God into our life. See, what happens is if we lose our thankfulness over that promise that we believe we received when we prayed, we've got our eyes looking at the wrong thing. We've got to keep our eyes straight in order to stay in a place of thanksgiving. And that's why, again, being in, in community where we can all have people walking with us uh, and, and, and that have like precious faith and good, good friends that are going to encourage us to continue in this good walk and, and believe God and get through things rather than continue to hang around with bad companies, which is trying to corrupt your morals. Thank God. Better days are ahead. Thanksgiving is an acknowledgement or celebration of divine goodness. Thanksgiving is gratitude when someone blesses us with a compliment or a gift. Um, parents, please teach your kids to be thankful. 
Please teach your kids to be respectful. Please teach your kids to be honorable. The word thankful that's primarily used throughout the New Testament is a trans translation of a Greek word that fully expresses the idea of ones whose, one whose heart is thankful. One whose heart is grateful. One who has a heart of thankfulness, gratefulness, appreciation for various reasons. One scholar says the Greek word charistos depicts an inward awareness of having been fortunate or well-treated. Thus, the word thankful, the translated from charistos, projects the deep inward feeling of one who is thankful, grateful, appreciative for what one has received or how one has been treated by others. Thankfulness, we want because our, our... our heart, our spirit has the, the fruit of the spirit on the inside of us. And I'm telling you what, the fruit of the spirit, when it's in demonstration, is thankful, grateful, honorable. So thanksgiving means the attitude of appreciation toward God every day. And listen to this. And, and this is the, I'm just going to make one, one significant point today. <laughs> And this should, this, should, this should gain all of our respect to walk in a higher level of thanksgiving because there's power behind thanksgiving. Thanksgiving means the attitude, listen now, listen, the attitude of appreciation toward God every day and thanksgiving is a master key, a master key, a master key. What is a master key? It's one key that gets you to unlock doors behind places that you need what's in that room. Master key. I don't know what what I did to deserve this. Our business office decided not to give me one. That's that's humorous. Come on. (laughs) I don't want it. There was a day I had master keys around here, master key at St. Peter's on staff there, and I had one key that would open up all the doors. Boy, I wonder if we had a one key that would open up some doors, not just some doors, one key. Folks, I've been there on my knees. I've been there in tears. I've been shut in a room where I didn't want anybody to hear me. It was a private moment. I was having before God said, God, I don't understand, but I thank you. I I, I don't. I've been there. Been there recently. Been there this morning. Reminded by my wife. When we're, when, we're, when we're encouraged to be thankful or we, we're encouraged to thank God for what he's done for you or what you're standing for, that you, you truly believe better days are ahead because you're the foundation of the word that gave you faith now that you believe you have received a tap into supernatural hope, which is earnest and intense, confident expectation. I know, I know better days are ahead. I believe I have received it. God's working on it. I'm going to pray in the spirit about it. I'm going to say, stop, block, get out of the way. In Jesus' name, everything that needs to happen on behalf of this, God, I know you're working it out. I know, I know, you're, I know you're setting it up. Weeping may endure. But joy is coming in the morning. There's power behind Thanksgiving. Listen, maybe you lost your master key. Well, if we did, we're going to re- redo all the locks, right? I-, I-, I thank God for the master key of Thanksgiving. It is vitally connected to your faith life, to our faith life. Thank God. Better days ahead. 
for you and me. So a master key, just to sort of remind us, it's a single key that opens all the doors. Each individual door has its own key. If you have one key that's not a master, you can only get into one door. But I'm talking about having a master key this morning. I think we're on to something. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, now, now, let me turn it around for a minute and talk about the word unthankful. That word unthankful, you put a letter before what thankfulness means, which was thankfulness was charistos. But the Greek word for unthankful is a charistos. And the word charistos with an A affixed to the front of it, that little letter A has a canceling effect and literally changes the meaning of this word from thankful to unthankful. For example, though a person was once thankful, something has occurred. Something has occurred. Boy, my wife just knocked out our thought life. If we don't, if we don't, if we don't cast down imaginations with a spoken word, you can't think bad thoughts away. You got to command in the name of Jesus, get out of here. That's not God. Because I can't let my karistos get a, a, a little A before it. Because then I lose my master key. Man, God's given us a master key of the name of Jesus. The master key of the word of God. The master key of the authority of the believer. The master key of all the things and the promises of who we are in Christ. going to have you say, tell that person next, you better get that A out of your life. I meant that was all holiness. I don't even know what that meant, but I just get the A out of that way. Because I need to stay with Christos. <laughs> because I don't want to become a Christos and unthankful. Because maybe... We were thankful at a point, but we let something that occurred turn our thankfulness. Unthankfulness cancels out thankfulness. Sometimes we call ourselves waiting on God, and God's saying, use your master key. You know, a lot of times we put everything off on God because he's sovereign. Well, I, agree, I agree he's sovereign, but then also he's given us principles and he expects us to learn and to walk in them. Something has occurred and his thankfulness has been canceled. In other words, when A was affixed to the word Christ, a Christa, Christos, a Christos, a thankful person has now become an unthankful person. And basically, they're canceling out the prayer of faith that they believe they've received in spite of what I see, in spite of what's happened, in spite of, no, 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 come on. Better days are ahead. Better days are ahead. Second Timothy talks about in this end time hour, says, don't be naive. There are difficult times ahead. That's why I thank God for, for churches like this that we can learn and, and grow and overcome every, every tough challenge that the world's going to face, and they won't get through it too good. But you know what? We're from a different kingdom. I'm not saying things will not be challenging to us, but I thank God that faith, I thank God this is the victory that overcomes everything we're going to face in life, even our faith in God, faith in His Word, faith in the name, faith in all the things that we're taught. So we can overcome these things. But don't be naive. There are difficult times ahead. As the end approaches, people are going to, you know, turn from being thankful to unthankful. Self-absorbed. Money-hungry. Self-promoting. Stuck-up. Profane. Contemptuous as parents. Crude. Coarse. 
dog eat dog, unbending, slanders, impulsive, wild, savage, cynical, treacherous, ruthless, bloated windbags. This is the message translation. I didn't call you a windbag today. I just read the scripture. Addicted to lust, addicted to lust, and allergic to God. They'll make a show of religion, but behind the scenes, they're animals. Stay clear of these people. Do you know there's actually people that you've got to get away from because God says, mark those who cause divisions among you. And get away from them. And if you see divisiveness, you bring it right to leadership. We'll love people. We'll try to help them. But we are not going to allow a divisive strife, antagonistic, cynical person infect this body. In other words, though this person of our society once had a thankful attitude, for some reason that same person or people has lost their thankfulness, gratefulness, and appreciative attitude and has become unthankful. Unthankfulness, ingratitude, unappreciativeness have filled their hearts rather than being thankful for what they have experienced or the blessings they have received rather than being grateful toward the people who have treated them kindly rather than being appreciative for what has happened and recognize how appreciative they are about it. They have become unthankful. They they are filled with ingratitude. They they assume they... um, What's that word I'm looking for? Take for granted, entitled, that's it. If someone receives something from you, doesn't acknowledge it, they're acting entitled. Like, you should have given me that. What do you mean? You paid a great price for me to have that? No, I, I deserve that. They're filled with ingratitude, become unappreciative of others and what they have done for their life. This person has lost their master key. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word today. Word of remembrance. I even want to say, God, forgive me for all the times, any time I've been unthankful. But I thank you as a loving father, you'll bring correction into our life. Thank you so much. We ought to thank God so much for what he's done for us. He couldn't even write a book on it. There have been so many things that have happened. Oh, Father, we're not going to be sucked into the spirit of this world. You've called us out from the world into the ecclesia, the assembly of God. And Father, rather than the world infecting us we are being reminded of how we need to infect them thank you we praise you does anybody need to thank God you are saved today (laughs) are you thankful that that today if you if you've received Jesus that you have eternal life and really you've done all the dying you're going to do you you simply just breathe your last breath on earth and you're right in the presence of God Jesus took all the bad things of death uh, and when he went to the cross and he was wounded and he went through all the hard things that people were fearful for about death but he already he already took our place there's a strong fear for people who do not know Jesus because they think This life is all there is. But I'm so thankful. God's told us differently. Wow. You bow your head just for a moment. If you're here today, say, Pastor Cohen, I I don't know if I were to die today, I'd go to heaven. Man, I'm thankful to be able to tell you. I'm getting ready to pray a prayer of of prayer for salvation. And once we receive it, we're going to thank God. Need you to do something for me if you want to be included in this prayer? I'm not even going to wait right now. Lift up your hand right now. Lift up your hand. Thank you. Right now, lift up your hand. Let's get this right. 
Thank you, sir. Thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Praise you, Father. Thank you. Thank you so much. With all your heart, with all my heart, this is what we're going to pray. Say it with me and just say it out loud where you can hear it. Say, God, I believe Jesus is your son. I believe he died on a cross for all my sin. I believe on the third day, you raised Jesus from the dead. You did it all for me. I'm sorry for my past. Oh, forgive me. And Jesus, I know on the third day, you were raised from the dead. Jesus, I want to make you my savior this morning. I believe in you. And I receive you right now. I ask you, and I receive you as my Savior, and become my Lord. I receive you as Lord. I'm saved. Thank you for that peace now. I no longer have to fear death. Perfect love, cast that fear out. In Jesus' name, amen. I need you to just not forget about one of the most significant things that I need you to do, God needs you to do today. We're going to have prayer workers up here, and all of you who raised your hand as we dismiss, I need you to come talk to them to make that connection. They have another step, they have a next step for you, and it's, we, we have a particular path that will bring you through that will help you grow and get on your path and fulfill God's purpose for your life. Thank God. How many folks in here today are thankful? We're thankful for those who are saved. Thankful for all that God has done.